Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, change makers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. Hey, y'all. I'm Emily. (laughs) And I'm Lisa. And we are the Conscious Collaboration. (laughs) What up, Emily? (laughs) What up? I like that new thing that you were trying out. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Y'all is the word. I'm from the South. (laughs) Y'all. Well, we're very excited. Today, we have with us a return guest and a good friend of ours, Rachel Weaver, spiritual copywriter. Uh, who uses human design and conversion copy in a method that she created. And she is also uh, the host of BU Babe, one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> um, subscribed a long time ago. We were just saying it's it's been a, a little over a year anniversary for Rachel's podcast. So it's really helpful. It's good to check it out. It's helpful if you guys need some tips in your copy. Um, and Rachel, so it's so great to have you back and um, in this space. And you've had a lot of development since we saw you last in July. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm really, really happy to be here and talking with you guys again. I can't believe it's been like nine months since I was here talking with you. Um, yeah, I feel like, so I'm a manifesting generator. I change my mind all the time. I am constantly going down rabbit holes and exploring different avenues, which can create, end up, or end up creating lots of different offers, (laughs) lots of different ways to do business. And, um, so yeah, things have changed (laughs) since we last talked. Yeah, quite a bit in an exciting way too. So were you seeing something happening in your clients or, or out there with all the business owners where we were really struggling somewhere in particular with our copy? Well, I feel like initially last year, I it saw well, I saw that people were struggling with their core message. They didn't understand what their unique selling point was, your USP, if you hear other people talking about it. Um, and it's your USP is what sets you apart from everyone else. It's why somebody would hire you, right? Especially as a coach or a healer, when there's a plethora of people all saying the same stuff primarily all having generally the same type of offer of like helping you create confidence or helping you get healthy, right? What sets you apart is your unique selling point. Um, So I kind of went on a bender last year of, Mm -hmm. okay, let's talk about this. Let's do, let's figure out what this is. And to be honest, I figured out most people don't care or like the client, they don't, that's not what they want. They want the sales page that converts. They want the website that really speaks to their ideal client. They want the content that people are actually engaging with. That's what they want. They don't care how they get there. (laughs) It's what I'm saying. And so that was a huge lesson in realization for me um, was that the root of what I think is going to help you isn't what people wanted. Oh which was gosh. a little like a little it stung a little bit to be yes, back at that. I feel yeah. like that was like a like a list on like something on our list of things that we wanted to have complete to feel like we were doing the right thing in business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I mean I think at the end of the day people just really want to have a business that does feel like them 
but they think that the, how they're going to get there is through a sales page or through a website or through content, but it, it is so much deeper. You do have to understand what makes you different for your sales page to be successful. So it, and what I ended up doing is repackaging things so that it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, if you want the sales page, cool, let's do a sales page. And in that process, you have to tell me what your unique selling point is. And, mm-hmm. and if you can't, then we're going to figure it out. So, um, cause that's, what's going to make your offer stand out from everyone else's. Like you can have the same transformation from A to B, but your USP is that bridge that gets people from over here to across the Canyon. Right. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to hire you because they like the way you're doing it. They like the way your bridge looks. <laughs> they want to cross it with mm-hmm. you. Right. And, um, so that's kind of how I've restructured things is it's now more broken up into tangible, like, this is what we're going to work on because that's the surface level thing that people want, which in copy, you also have to figure out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Sometimes you have to like present the, you know, dangle the carrot. And then once they... Yeah. Once they come into the program, then you're like, okay, <laughs> this is, this is what we're really going to, you know, work on. And of course they're going to get, um, you know, the, the offer and the result that they came in for it, but they, yep. they didn't know that <laughs> they were going to go beyond the surface. Totally. Yeah. And then, I mean, that is a part of messaging is really understanding what someone's how someone sees the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Like they think that in order to have a sold out launch, they just need a really rocking sales page. Mm -hmm. Um, But in reality, what they really need to understand is what their message is and what they stand for, um, who they're showing up as and how to be authentic in their copy, right? Um, And they get that, (laughs) but I'm selling the thing on the surface. Yeah, absolutely. We have to do the same thing with, with yoga and fitness a lot of times too. Just find whatever that gateway is. Yep. It's a gateway. Yeah, totally. I love that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I I am like the word that keeps coming to me is like cover story in a way. Um mm-hmm. and also like it makes me think about all the people that reach out to me in my inbox wanting to redo my website over and over and over again. Mm. Um to every which way inside and out. And what I'm hearing you say, and you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is like, maybe that's not the most effective way. Um, maybe, maybe websites and web presence is evolving into something more efficient and more direct from um, one, one place. And I think it is. I think we really have to figure out what the intention behind the website is right. Like it's not just this, we throw this thing up there and it's going to sell whatever we're selling. It doesn't do that. Um, unless we direct it and unless we create the journey for the client going through it. Right. And sending traffic to it too. Right. Like you're, (laughs) and this is why I have stepped away a little bit from websites because they aren't always necessary, especially in the coaching world. Some spaces, um, I'm thinking of like as an artist or, um, a photographer or, um, you know, people outside air product-based, that kind of stuff, they do need a website for sure. It's going to be a lot different, but for coaches, 
you can sell your service in so many different ways that a website is almost obsolete. It's nice to have once you get to a certain point to put everything in one place, right? So if somebody's like, what do you do? Um, what are you offering? You can go here. These are all the different options. But even that is still kind of like, Meh. Um, and with a sales page, you have to th- think about the intention of that sales page. What's the offer? How are people getting there? What do they know before they get there? Are they coming from social media? So they totally know you and already resonate with you and they just need to know about this specific offer or is it completely cold traffic that you're um, pulling in with ads and they know nothing about you, right? The intention of what you're creating really has to be thought out and I mean, this is a huge piece of why I think so many sales pages don't sell anything is because there's no intention behind it. Mm. Yeah, we're all we're all about intention here. Yeah. <laughs> I think the three of us in a, in a big way. Um, yeah, that's something that can be felt. And we were just, you know, in our pre-chat and our warm-up talking about um, the the popularity of AI in developing copy. Yeah. So (laughs) tell us your thoughts about AI generated. I think it's an amazing tool. It's not going anywhere. It's only to become more prevalent and we have to learn how to use it. It's like when calculators came onto the scene, everybody thought it was going to be this horrible thing and no one would have to learn math, but guess what? We still have to learn math. We still have to (laughs) to use the tool in order to do what you want to do. Right. And AI is a tool and you have to understand how to prompt it, how to have the conversation with it so that you get the results that you want because it's sourcing everything on the internet. You could get a lot of crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, how, it's learning how to prompt it, the questions to ask, and then you ultimately still need to know what someone needs to know to buy. Like you still have to understand the principles of converging copy and messaging and um, how to convey your message, right? What I think AI does really beautifully is taking someone's writing. Like if you're the type of person that just talks too much and writes too much, and there's like a mile long of stuff, it's probably a lot of fluff and you could like slim it down. And AI is really good with that. Like you could put that whole thing in there and be like, simplify this and it will simplify it for you. So we've done whole episodes about the energetics of business and how your personal energetics um, are directly connected to the energetics of your business. And that's something we kind of hit on before we started recording too, is that that's a big slice that's missing from the the AI component uh, as far as writing good and effective copy for a sales page or for anything else, right? Yeah, absolutely. I am like, that's all I talk about when I'm with clients is there, it's the energy behind your words as well as the words, right? It's matching the two. Um, And AI, the thing that I've noticed is that if you're not asking good questions to it, Mm -hmm. you don't know what you really want to say, it will give you very basic, very blah, very like meh copy. It'll be fine. It has no excitement. It has, it doesn't have, it can tell it was written by a robot. That's what I'm trying to say. You can mm-hmm. tell that it has no humanality, humanality to it. Is that a word? Um, <laughs> consciousness <laughs> to it. Right. So I think it's a tool to help us clarify our thoughts. It's a tool to help us, um, 
simplify what we want to say. Right. And I think I'm myself get too complicated, write too much sometimes. And ultimately like, especially social media and, um, not, not as much in sales pages a little bit, but especially social media, it should be written at a third grade level. Mm. Wow. That's hard. It's hard. (laughs) I've never, I've never, I don't know if I've ever officially heard that, but it's like, it's, it's making a little bit of sense. It, because if you think about it, why you're on that? social media, yeah, you're on social yeah. media to scroll and you're not thinking like your like critical thinking brain has turned off when you're scrolling. Sure. So if you're, if you come in contact with something that engages that critical thinking mind and makes you think a little harder, it's a little jarring. It's a little bit like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that right now. Right. Oh my gosh. I get That's it. True. So Especially on Instagram. I'm like, I want to look Especially. at pretty pictures. <laughs> So I think dumbing things down, that's really what we're doing. We're simplifying and dumbing down. It's not an easy task when, especially when you're in the spiritual coaching space that, I mean, we're used to going very intellectual, very like spiritual and fluffy and all these things and internal and not this surface level, third grade level. Mm -hmm. So I think it helps with that. I mean, not to say that if you are writing at like a fourth or a fifth grade level, that it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that at all. I, I feel like most of my stuff never gets down to a third grade level, but that's the, what industry people say, right. In terms of copy and making things, things as simple as possible to understand. And I do think that that is a skill in itself is to be able to say something very succinctly and clearly and have everybody go, I know exactly what that is. And that kind of goes with the gateway idea too, right? Like you get people in, in the most effective way to get them in and then you talk to them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So like your headline is going to be really simple, but then you can pull them in, in the sales page and be a little bit more, you know, higher level in terms of the words that you're using and that kind of thing. Like you can talk a little bit more like, because you've got them out of that numbed brain and into like, oh, maybe you can help me solve my problem. I'm going to put my thinking hat on now. Mm-hmm. Love it. At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa Red Light Therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code COLLAB15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15, for a discount on your device. Yeah. Yeah. So I think AI is amazing. I use it every day, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it definitely has to be with a level of discernment and understanding that what it's giving you, um, like, does it resonate with you? Is that something you would say? Would you, um, does it say what you wanted to say in a simpler way, or is it in not saying at all what you wanted to say? Right. It's a level of discernment and being able to say, yes, that is what I would say. And I'm going to share it. That makes sense. 
That does make sense as we're talking a lot about aligning, um, you know, who we are with our businesses and then being able to express that outward. I know like in, in my human design type being a projector, I can get very complicated and wordy. <laughs> Projectors do, hundred <laughs> percent. So I can see this like AI tool being very useful to me and being able to boil something down, more, mm-hmm. you know, simpler. Um, you know, using less questions and less words up front. Yeah, I think easier. it's also a great tool for planning and brainstorming ideas. Mm-hmm. So if you like. Um, ask it to write a headline um, for uh, a YouTube channel about XYZ topic, and it will give you ideas of what you could talk about. And then obviously you take those ideas and be like, well, actually, I think that's a crap idea, or I have another way to think about that, or then what other people are saying, right? So you're taking those ideas that it's giving you and putting your own spin on it and your own authentic voice with it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard, um, I was listening to another podcast, it was in the astrology space, and I cannot think of the name, um, where they had used, just for fun, AI to write the opening for the podcast. And they were like, they they read it like as the AI generated, and they were like, actually, that kind of works, but it also sounds a little bit weird. <laughs> like, we would never say that. But um, it did, you know, put a bunch of words together very well, and that could work. Um, but it might not attract who you want into being a listener based on what that introduction was. Yeah. And we want to do an experimental episode though. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, I think with the attraction stuff, you have to know who you want to attract. And once you know who you want to attract, when you're writing and AI is giving you something, you'd be like, my people don't care about that. Or, um, that's not actually going to speak to the person that I know I want to attract, right? You still have to know some of these basic things. Otherwise, I mean, it's like, I want to put an analogy on it, but it's like putting um, like a dog at the helm of your ship. Like it's going to sniff out whatever it wants to sniff out. It's not going to necessarily lead you to where you want to go. You have to be the one at the helm of the ship in order to go where you want it to go. I don't know if that was a good analogy or not, but actually kind of, because, you know, a dog could sniff out in one direction and there could be a treat behind the door or there could be, (laughs) um, you know, bait behind the door, like for a bad idea. Yeah. It's going to do wherever it wants to go. Right. But if you are using intention and you know where you want to go, you know who you want to speak to, then AI can really help you with clear, um, clarifying the ideas and making sure that things, um, are more to that simplified level. Yeah. Either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. And so you'll be able to clear it out. Like, no, I'm definitely not going in that direction. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely put stuff in and I'm like, yeah, no, that's terrible. But then I'll get something. Um, I'll do another one, ask another question about something else. And I'll be like, damn, that's good. Like I never thought of that. (laughs) So just a guideline, not a template. Exactly. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. So what are you seeing in terms of, can you tell us a little bit more about human design as it relates to conversion copy, um, Mm. what you're seeing in the different types? Oh, the different types definitely communicate differently and with a different energy, right? Like the, a manifesting generator is going to be a different energy than a projector. Um, well, 
and they're going to use different phrasing and you're going to put things in different orders, essentially. Like a projector might lead with the desire and go, but you're not there. And I've been there too. And sharing your story where an MG might come out and say, you're, you're struggling with this. I get it. I see you. Um, here's how we're going to fix it. Right. And it's a little bit more direct where a projector is kind of coming more from a mysterious angle, if that makes sense. It's not, it's not any better or any worse either way. It's just a different way of approaching the same thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Emily? I know this is like so much sense. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, like just to, to recap a little on human design and what that means, um, is there like a, like a one minute synopsis of human design? Well, human design is like your aura type and it's going to dictate how your aura interacts with the world as well as how you feel more like yourself. Like it really does show you what your dominant energy is. And the more that you are in your authentic dominant energy, the more that life is magnetized to you, no matter what your type is. Um, so it's understanding how your energy works, who you are authentically, right? Um, and then just showing up and trusting in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, and having worked with you, Rachel, on my human design and my copywriting for almost four years now, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Um, 2019? I, was it 2019 so? or 2020? Yeah. No, it was 2020. I thought, I thought we went back and figured it out. Years. It was 2020. <laughs> I always age myself up. Well, the time warp of COVID. Right. (laughs) There were many years within that six weeks. There there was a lot. But, um, you know, it really does feel different when you're approaching your work from your design. As we talk about aligning mind, body, and business, um, being able to feel more connected into how you should be um, communicating and how people are receiving you comes across differently. Um, you know, for example, like I'm writing in a different, different manner, um, now than I was when I met Rachel, initially I was writing in a manner that was probably, um, too much information to take in and probably from an energy that might've felt insulting (laughs) for lack of a better word. I'm not sure you were insulting, but you were just direct, direct. Yeah. And most people, I would say manifesting generators, manifestors don't like being told what to do, especially (laughs) by projectors. That explains most of my life. Just so you know, (laughs) right there. (laughs) So, um, learning that, you know, my, my human design type and the, the nuances that affected my copy allowed people, um, they felt more comfortable, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, that directness could have felt like a little bit too much. Um, Mm -hmm. but I found that people found it easier to approach me when I changed how I was communicating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And people are just gradually more attracted to you because you're standing in your projector power. Projectors are incredible manifest. Like they can manifest things and draw things to them really, really powerfully when they're in their power and not dimming it or trying to make it someone else's energy type, right? Like a lot of projectors try to be manifesting generators or generators, and that's not how their energy works. Right. Yeah. 
So what are some ways that you're applying that directly to uh, the sales page creation? So um, it's in the tone and it's in the flow of the sales page. So a generator, manifesting generator is going to be more conversational, a little bit more direct. Um, Manifestors are very much very direct. Like this is what I'm doing. Get on board or get out the door. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, With confidence, obviously. Projectors Mm -hmm. are more about um, going, you know, you want this, but it's not happening and I've been in your shoes, here's a solution for you. And then inviting mm-hmm. them into it. So it feels a little bit softer. It's still giving them all the same information. It's just done in a slightly different way. And yeah. reflectors really can do whatever they want. <laughs> it's what they, um, honestly, it's what their energy is feeling and where they want to go with it. But like, I've only ever met two reflectors. Um <laughs> Rachel, Rachel and I were in a small group with a reflector not too long ago. And that was really exciting for me, um, that type, that type of energy, and they can do whatever they want because they're getting a sense and a feel for the energy and who they're talking with first or a little bit, they're like sampling everything and the people that they're around are going to influence them heavily. So if they're around a lot of people that lift them up and inspire them and um, are good for them, right. Um, Then it's influencing what they're doing in their work. Same, same thing goes that if they're in around people that aren't good for them, then that's also going to influence them, but probably not in the way that they want. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. She was a really cool person to hang around, um, in that conversation, like such a great perspective. Um, yeah. So what are, um, what are your, like, if we could say like, what are your top three tips to writing a better sales page that converts, where would you begin? Um, the first thing I would begin with is understanding what your transformation is. So if we're talking about coaches with a program or service, right, you're either one-to-one, a group, um, even a, like a course or something like that, you have to understand what the transformation is. That's you're taking them from a, and they're going to be a is they're stuck in the problem. B is they've solved the problem and now they have what they want. Understanding what that is for your specific ideal client is super important for a sales page. Then the second thing is um, understanding what, what did I write? Um, your unique selling point, right? And again, it goes back to what you do, what your gifts and talents are, what your energy is, and really being able to infuse that into the sales page. And they're not going to find this program anywhere else. They can probably find that transformation somewhere else but they're not going to find your unique selling point anywhere else. And the people that are meant for you are going to resonate with that unique selling point. And then the last piece is making sure that you have that intention and understanding what it is that you're writing the sales page for. What do you want this to do for you in your business? Very cool. I have a question about the transformation component of it. Do you tend to um, steer people more towards a... um, concrete result, like almost a tangible physical result or more of an emotional grab? Do you know what I mean? Yes. And, um, we (laughs) want it to be tangible. (laughs) We want it to be tangible because 
a lot of times if we're in that more emotional state, we don't necessarily believe that the transformation is possible, right? If we're saying, oh, you're going to, um, like, I'm just thinking of, you're going to feel really good in your body. That's the emotional, right? Mm -hmm. What would that be in tangible terms? In tangible terms, you're going to be like, I, you're going to look in the mirror and feel so freaking good. You're going to be like, damn girl, you look good Mm -hmm. and feel excited, right? That is the emotional and the tangible together. The, oh, that is, I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just the emotional. Probably tougher to do with spiritually and energetically inclined businesses, right? It is Mm -hmm. a lot harder to do. We do have to do a lot more work to figure out what is that tangible takeaway that they can get behind. Right. But it's honestly, it's figuring out who your ideal client is. Once you Mm -hmm. know who that is, then you can go, okay, I want them to feel more confident. Well, what does confidence mean for them? What is that going to um, result in this scenario in their life? They're going to be able to walk into the boardroom and command the um, attention of everyone in there. And they're going to actually listen, Mm. right? So you have understanding your ideal client for that specific offer will help you figure out what that tangible result is and how the emotional piece fits in. Love that. Mm -hmm. Does it matter um, if you, or does it help if you've actually done the work first before you try to write a sales page so you know who your ideal client is? Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely recommend um, doing ideal client research prior to creating the sales page. I do think that once you have created multiple offers, you've sold them really successfully, you get to a point in your business where some of that ideal client research starts to happen inside of your containers and you know what people are looking for. You know what they respond to. You know who your who your person is, right? Um, but in the beginning, you don't. You're making it up at best. So, and making it up isn't going to connect with your ideal client. You need to actually have conversations or send a survey or um, really get into the trenches with them to understand how the problem, how they build the solution, and then how your offer fits into that. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Cause I work, I work with so many entrepreneurs who are just in the initial, initial stages of like developing what their business is, or like making that step into like entrepreneurship. Um, and they, they don't really have like enough, um, of the actual, like you said, in the trenches work. Yeah. Um, so that's where maybe like the, the more in-depth surveys might come to be. Yeah. And I think if you've never done any program, if you've never worked with anyone, then you honestly don't even know what your unique selling point is yet (laughs) because you haven't worked with anyone to really get some of that feedback and to know what you love to do. Right. So in, if you're in that stage of your business where you really haven't put anything out there yet, just put something out there, make it a tangible Result first and foremost, what can you tangibly promise someone in six weeks? Put it out there, start talking about it. I'm going to help you do this, then get a few people in and it starts to build on itself, right? We have to like, um, there's so much of coaching that has to be done by taking the next step. You can't Mm -hmm. figure it out prior to, right? You have to just keep putting one foot in front of the other to figure it out. And the more that you do that, the faster you do that, like you take four people through that six week program, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot about getting people results. You're going to learn a lot about who you like to work with, 
who you don't like to work with and then tweak it and go to the next step. What do you, what did you want to leave behind? What do you want to add in? And it starts to just build on itself over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary V always talks about that. He's like, just put out content. Who cares if it sucks? You'll <laughs> learn, yeah. you know, from, from the stuff that sucks as well as the stuff that, that mm-hmm. does well, just put out content, mm-hmm. just put it out there. And I think women in general, we get too caught up in like, oh, I put this thing out there and nothing happened. And now I'm like hurt to the core. And mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, I was, I did the same thing. My self-worth was so tied up into what I was doing, but I feel like that in and itself is a sign for you that you have growth to do. That mm-hmm. if you put a content post out there, because you're so afraid that nothing is going to happen like nothing's going to happen. Like the world's not going to, the world's going to go on. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Um, but that's, that's your work that you have to do, right? You have to figure out how you can detach yourself from the results and understand how worthiness within yourself and like all of the more esoteric spiritual stuff. Um, business is business as much as we, as spiritual women don't want to admit <laughs> business yep. is a game. Yep. We talked a lot about that in our, our masculine energy episode. Nope. I listened to that one. Ago. That was really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I feel like that, that comes up a, a lot in all of our, our conversations is, is that exactly. And a lot of, a lot of what I was thinking too, Rachel, you were talking about putting out content and then it falls flat and a lot of people, you know, then will pull back and say, well, it's not perfect enough. I'm not going to put enough out there. But something that came into our awareness, you know, last week is a lot of that, like feeding the machine, something you put out like four months ago might start getting picked up on <laughs> mm-hmm. True. at a yeah. later, at a later time. So, um, you know, it's funny what people will go through into scrolling and research and find that something that you put out, put out there that resonates with them, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and incites them to reach out. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think when we're putting so much stock in one thing, like we're trying to make it so perfect, it is really hard to put it out there because you put so much energy into it versus just going, you know what, I'm just going to put some stuff out there and see how people respond. Mm -hmm. It's such a different energy behind it. And I think honestly, people can tell that too. Even if you put so much energy, there's so much writing on this one post and people are like, "Eh, but that feels too heavy for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus somebody that just was, experimenting and playing and having fun with it. Totally different energy. I mean, Throw the spaghetti a, at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good fourth, uh, you know, tip to add in there. <laughs> Bonus tip. Yeah. Really is like creating from that, that joy and playfulness, um, versus pouring all the preciseness into something. Those are always the, the drafts that get deleted. <laughs> On accident, right? You're like, I just spent three hours crafting this and to perfection. And then where did it go? (laughs) Yeah. We say, yeah, like, don't let perfect get in the way of good. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Just put it out there. Mm -hmm. You'll learn as you go. 
Dang, girls. I feel like this was good. I'm inspired to, um, after our talk today, to go play around with some of this. Yeah, my wheels are spinning. (laughs) I know. I got to get started on it right away. But Rachel, we're so grateful to have you in our circle and collaborator with us. And um, we will include um, your information in the description. Is there any particular place you would like people to come and find you? Mm, come play on Instagram or in the Facebook group, either one. It's a really great place. Yeah. Yes, it is. The, um, your Facebook group is the aligned copy posse is the Facebook group. And on Instagram, it is, I am Rachel Weaver. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much to both of you. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. If you wish to continue the conversation more on this spiritual copywriting, um, human design and conversion copy, you can join us in the Conscious Collaboration Collective group on Facebook. And we hope to hear more from you soon. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Emily. Thanks, Rachel. Talk to you in five. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at consciouscollaborationpodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.